Hello, this is Dylan Bros and Joe Kerr, and we are here for a special feature with a view from the wall. As you know, many of our watchmen are with us from around the world sharing stories of how God is at work in their community and in their life. And today we want to introduce one of our friends in ministry. He's a contributing writer to IamAWatchman.com, and he's contributed to the Watchman's devotional 99 Days in the Wall. Now, Joe, I'm excited to have our friend Tony. Tell us a little bit about Tony before we talk with him here today. Tony's been a friend for a couple of years and just a dear ministry partner and somebody who understands completely what it means to be a watchman. I'm really excited that Tony could be one of the first watchmen on the wall to share a view from the wall. Literally, what is the watchman's view from where he's at? Oh, I know. This is exciting to have you here with us, Tony. Welcome to our program today. Well, I'm very happy to be here and uh, just blessed to uh, have been part of uh ministries that are doing what you guys are doing. Yes. Well, let's start off with just the basic. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been a watchman and what being a watchman means to you in these times. Well, I've been a watchman for uh, over 20 years. Uh, it all began for me uh, back in the late 90s um, when I read uh, Dr. Chuck Mithler's uh, book, The uh, Magog Invasion. Yeah. And along with uh, reading Ezekiel's uh, chapter 36 through 39, God began to grab my heart and say, look at these things and pay attention. And ever since then, I have been uh, looking at these events uh, with, along with uh, current events to warn others, look, these things are happening right now. And uh, we've been, I've been doing that for over 20 years. And for the longest time, it's, uh, it was like no one else was there. You know, no one else was listening. Uh, but in recent times, we've had ministries such as yours, as well as other ministries like uh, uh, the Amir, Behold Israel and, and, and Amir Sarfati and, all, and guys like him, that, and Jan Markell with all of the ministries that are now on the Internet, has allowed the, the Watchman community to come together and give each other support and lift each other up. And that's what we basically do. Uh, with ministries such as yours, which is very valuable. And also, with we have a, a, a Facebook page called uh, The Last Hour, and we use that Facebook page to lift each other up, to equip each other with Scripture and uh, enlighten each other uh, to go out into the world and, and speak uh, as God has called us to speak. Tony, that's fantastic. And just what we wanted our other watchmen to hear, a little bit of your heart. We hear from watchmen all around the world, and it's a unique view from the wall, no matter where you are. A watchman in Croatia is not going to see and encounter the same difficulties that you do. Tell us a little bit about what it's like, the view from the wall in Louisiana. What specific issues does a watchman face where you are? <laughs> Well, just like everybody else around the world, we have our different cultures. And in Louisiana, it's no different. We are definitely a unique culture here in South Louisiana. Um, we have a culture of, uh, for lack of a better word, um, laissez-faire, right? Just, you know, in, let things happen, enjoy things the way they are, be easy about things, and just have fun. And that kind of creates an environment where people are uh, not wanting to hear what the watchmen have to say. That God is returning, that Jesus is returning, 
and it's soon, and we need to start paying attention to these things and stop living for the flesh. Uh, and in South Louisiana, that's a hard message to give when everybody just wants to live for the flesh. And you also have another problem here, uh, just like many other places in the South, religion is big. And you have churches on top of churches, and, and people go to church twice a week. Uh, they, their grandmothers and their mothers uh, got them into church as a kid, and so they feel, well, you know, I, I, I've gone to church before, so I'm a Christian. Uh, that doesn't bother me. Or here in South Louisiana, we are heavy with Catholicism. And uh, again, they feel as long as I am a Catholic, I'm good. I don't have to worry about things. Uh, and you ha- you're fighting the culture, you're fighting the, the uh, religion, um, and it, it's a battle that it's very unique to hear, as, as I'm sure many of our watchmen across the globe uh, face the, the different cultures that they face. And that's the biggest hurdle, is overcoming lifetimes of culture, lifetimes of bad teaching, in order to get the truth out there. And that's what I face here in South Louisiana, along with others here uh, who are uh, facing the same things that I'm facing. Well, that's a great perspective, and I like that idea that you face certain battles specific to your region and your area, but you also face specific battles personally. What are some of the things you've had to face personally as you've identified as a watchman and sought to serve the Lord in this capacity? Well, I guess the biggest thing for me is skepticism that I've had to face. Um, Like I said, many people feel they're churched up, and um, their skepticism comes from uh, a lifetime of being comfortable where they are. And as a, I, I, I had the blessing of being a, uh, a high school history teacher. And in, in that, in that battle, I was at, in a Christian school in, uh, during the course of teaching history, I would incorporate, uh, into that the, the watchman's ideals of, uh, of becoming a Christ. And, uh, when you speak about these ancient nations from Ezekiel, uh, I was able to incorporate that into my teaching. And uh, one of the things that, that, you know, it, was, it wasn't tagged on me as a great nickname, but a nickname that I had been given was the prophet, because I kept speaking of these things as though they were coming, uh, and it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's not a very tough or um, very big adversity to have faced. But it's just something that's indicative of being a watchman. They're always skeptical about what you are telling them. And basically, you know, over the last few years, the more I have been uh, forceful in my uh, speaking about these things, about speaking about the Lord, about the prophetic events that are happening, people have begun to just not want to be around me, <laughs> you know. And I have a very large family, very large uh, group of associates from growing up here in South Louisiana, and for the most part, um, you know, I'm, you're not, you don't get invited to. Uh, get-togethers, you don't get invited to come and have a chat because they know what you're going to talk about and they don't want to hear it. 
Tony, there are a lot of watchmen from around the world that will hear this broadcast and be encouraged by what you've said. And yes, we face difficulties and we know as watchmen, not everybody wants to hear what we have to say, but we know those are seeds that are being sown. Our job as a watchman is to warn, not to fight the battle, not to finish, but to warn. And um, give us an idea. What are some of the positive things that have come out of your watchman calling? Give us a couple of success stories, some areas that you've seen God really use that. Well, the, 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 one of the, the, the most blessed areas for me is my wife. My wife was a new believer. Um, we've only been married for about uh, three years, a little bit more than three years. And she was a new believer uh, when we got married. And over the past uh, three years, uh, with listening to me, uh, to Jan, to, to Jack Hibbs, uh, J.D. Farag, Amir Sarfati, being able to access those teachings and those uh, the, the ministries has been able to, her growth in the Lord has been uh, exponential. I mean, it just, day after day, she grows and grows. And, and I have been able to minister to her um, about these things. And she, and, uh, she just, her growth is, is, is just amazing. Um, and then on top of that, I, I belong to a small church where I get to teach weekly Bible studies, uh, and I get to uh, teach. Um, I've gone through um, the book of Daniel, the book of Ezekiel, uh, going through the book of Isaiah now, and I'm able to teach the prophetic word with the blessing of my pastor and the blessing of my uh, fellowship. And I've seen the growth in all of them. So just me being unafraid to make the step of going out there and speaking as God has called me to speak and not being worried about if they're going to shun me or push me away or or laugh me away or whatever. Just speak what God is, is telling me to speak. And the people whom God has called you to speak to you will begin to see the growth, the, the, the openness to hear what you're saying. Their eyes will be open. Their hearts will be open. And what I'm seeing in my small fellowship, and especially with my wife, is that all of these things, as with myself, are bringing us closer to our Lord. Because the more we know about his coming return, the closer we want to be to him. And as watchmen, it's our job to speak that into other people's lives. God has given us this insight, this vision, to see these things through the lens of Scripture. And as such, we're called to give that to others and to give that, to, to be the blessing in their lives that helps them to see what God has shown us. Tony, I love some of these stories of how God's working in your own family, how God's working through your ministry at your church. But I know there are some people listening who may not know for sure if they are a watchman or a watchwoman for the Lord in these last days. What are some ways they can know if this is their unique calling or not? Well, for me, it's an individual thing. But for me, what you find in um, Ezekiel of the, the warning of a watchman. It's, it's, it's if God has given you the sight to see these things, 
through the lens of scripture, then he's called you to be a watchman. I don't believe God gives us understandings simply for the purpose of being able to understand. It's for the edification of the body. As God has called us, and he has has given us the sight to see these things as he has said they will be, and to, to not be blinded, as so many of us, so many people are around us, then that's a gift from him, and that gift is to be used to go out and, and, and teach and to preach and to give the message, simply give the message, as was said earlier, that it's not our responsibility to, 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 for the effect of the message, but to give it to them. And if God has given us the sight, given us the understanding, then we must go out and do this. Um, it, I know it's hard sometimes, but the, the biggest step is getting over that first one. Uh, it's been said, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And the journey of a watchman begins with that first step taking out and talking to others about what God is leading you in your heart. Those are some great words. I want to encourage those who are listening with the passage from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Just as a reminder, as Tony's been speaking, it tells us that all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Sounds like Tony is doing that on the ground where he is. And many of you are listening today thinking about where God could use you in ministry. Well, it starts with getting serious about God and his word. And if you're doing that, be prayerful about the opportunities around you and see what God opens up, just like he's done in Tony's life. Well, Joe, I don't know about you, but I've been blessed and encouraged by our time with Tony today. Any final words with him here as we wrap up our time together? It's been great to hear from an actual watchman out there on the wall, Tony. And you expressed something off air when we talked earlier. And I know this is something a lot of our watchmen express, that emotion of I'm alone out here. Nobody else understands what it means. Nobody wants to hear it. I'm isolated. You ever feel like that? And if you do, how do you deal with that? And how can the watchmen who are hearing this deal with that emotion? Well, you deal with it all the time. Uh, the, The way I deal with it is, through prayer, through reading my word uh, from the Lord, getting close to Him. He's the one that gives me the strength to get through the adversities that I do face, which are, in my case, not very great in my eyes, um, but the adversities are there nonetheless. And for me, the, the, the way to get through that, the way to, um, to stand in the midst of all of that, is to get closer to our Lord Jesus and have him be the ruling guide of everything we do. And therefore, we lean on his strength. Uh, because as he says, we can do nothing without him. And so we do it through him, and that's the way we get through it. Those are such good words, Tony. And thank you again for being with us here for the special conversation. I want to encourage all of you who are listening to check us out at IamAWatchman.com and get more resources and join the community of people like Tony who are together for the cause of Christ and helping each other in the times that we live in today. Thanks so much for joining us and look forward to being with you next time.